What's going on, my people? It is your man, Jay Swan. And I'd like to welcome y'all to the Free Spirit Podcast. On the Free Spirit Podcast, I will give you the latest in entertainment, music, sports, and also give you that Free Spirit talk. Y'all stay tuned. Everybody, it is your man Jay Swan, aka Jay Swizzy, about to get busy on the Free Spirit Podcast. Hope everyone is enjoying their day, their evening, their afternoon, wherever you are, whether you're in Baltimore, whether you're in California, whether you're in Asia, Japan, China, Russia, even though there's a lot going on over there, England, wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in to the Free Spirit Podcast, man. We have a lot to talk about. Um, This is going to be the season finale for the first season of the Free Spirit Podcast, people. And pretty soon, I will be doing the season two, right? So don't, like, you know, get emotional. Like, hey, it's not going to end anytime soon. Like, I'm still going to keep the podcast going. Um, But, you know... We're going to get ready for season two, which is going to happen possibly in another month or so or like in October. I'm shooting for October, right? But, um, yeah, just giving you a heads up, right? Just getting prepared. Now, we are going to get into some reviews like a lot has went down this past week. Again, last week. Dragon Ball Super was a Dragon Ball Super Superhero came out and I watched it twice. And also I forgot I will be reviewing the latest Tekken uh series on Netflix, right? That came out on Netflix, but Dragon Ball Super Superhero came out and I watched it twice, right? And I'm gonna go see it again uh, and watching the Japanese. And I think they have it in the IMAX theater in um, where I live at. I live in Cockeysville, right? In the Regal. By the Regal. That's where I'm planning on going. And, like, man, when I heard that they're going to do a Dragon Ball, uh, another uh, Dragon Ball film where Gohan is, like, the main focus of the film, right? I was like, bro, they better get this right. And, like, I'm not going to, like, rush the gun, but they really, really did. And for you guys who are, like, Goku fans and Vegeta fans are thinking, like, hey, you know, they're going to have, like, a big-time role in this film. They do not. And, like, it's time for those brothers to take a break because, hey, this is a Gohan film. First of all, like, I love in the beginning of, like, what they did, like, telling the arc of like the red ribbon army 
where um, it's the beginning where Goku, you know, destroys the Red Ribbon Army. And, like, you know, when he was a kid, that's what they did in the beginning. And, like, how they talked about Dr. Jiro, um and the androids and Cell, which was really dope. Also, um, I love how they had um, the guy who ran the ribbon, the current Red Ribbon Army, um, Magenda. He's kind of like the, he's like a supportive main antagonist, like the main villain for this film. And like, you know, he had that rich um, guy mentality. Like, you know, hey, he's top of the, like, he's kind of like a Lex Luthor in a way. He uses power to get what he wants. And he tries to um, manipulate Dr. Hito, right? Who is the grandson of Dr. Giroux. And I'm like, Dr. Giroux has a grandson? I'm like, hold up. Where we going from here? I'm like, hold up. Where, like, where has he been? Like, where has he been? But I guess they added him. But I'm going to tell you something about Dr. Hito. Dr. Hito is not a villain, like, not really a bad guy. He's greedy. You see that he's greedy in this film, but he's not a bad guy. And, like, you know, they work together, him and Magenta, to uh, create the ultimate um, androids, or, you know, to take care of what Magenta tells, like, um, Dr. Hito, like, hey, Boma... And the Z fighters are like these uh, bad guys. He kind of manipulates a uh, Doctor Hito, right? And like they created um, what's it? It created Gamma One and Gamma Two. Gamma One and Gamma Two are really dope, man. They're like they were really they had that, especially Gamma Two. I think Gamma Two was like my favorite one. He had a lot of energy for this film. He had. Very charismatic. He remind me of a lot of of the Ginyu Force in the way, and the Great Saiyan Man. How he was doing those funny, you know, looking poses that you know the um, the Ginyu Force be doing. Like I felt like that was pretty cool to add him. Right, Piccolo in this film, like he, I like what they did with him because he was like the centerpiece for this film, and he finds out what's going on with the Red Ribbon Army, and you know, um. He is like trying to find a way to okay how to beat these guys since Goku and Vegeta are like not here. You know what I'm saying? And I'll get to Goku and Vegeta later. But um He needs Gohan to be Gohan again. Like he wants Gohan to be great again. He wants that. You know, he knows Gohan is the strongest character being on the uh, planet since Goku and Vegeta are not here. So what he does is like him and Pan, Pan is in this movie, and I felt like she did a great job as well. Like she had like that, um, she had that little badass little feel like, hey. I may be three years old, but I'll still whoop your ass, yo. Don't get it twisted. She's trained by Piccolo, yo. You know what I'm saying? Piccolo, sees when he sees potential, he will train you. That's what he did for Gohan in the Z series. That's what he did for Goten and Trunks in the Boo arc. 
and that's what he's doing for pain. He's pretty much the babysitter, but he's like the cool babysitter. But, you know, he's trying to find out a way to motivate Gohan to actually fight again. Because, like, you know, he's really needed in this film. But they uh, plan to, like, him and uh, Piccolo and Pan try to plan this right. And once Gohan finds out Pan gets, like, kidnapped, Gohan goes completely berserk. Like, he gives no Fs for real. And he immediately, like, yo, where's my daughter? He's, like, very protective. Like, once you find out that your kid gets kidnapped, like, you go crazy. Like I said, but, like, this is all Piccolo's plan, like, to lead to the... Um, I forgot to mention, like, the red, like, uh, Dr. Hito creates, like, the ultimate android for this movie. And, like, he's pretty much, like, the main boss. And I like, like how they did that for real. But I'll get into that later. And um, Gohan has, like, this fight scene with one of the gammas, and it was really badass. And, like, I forgot to mention the fight scenes. Like, the most important thing about Dragon Ball, whatever, if ever, Super, um, Z, um, it's the fighting scenes. Like, I forgot to mention that. And, like, the uh, fighting scenes were really kick-ass. Like, you know, the choreography was great. And, like, when Gohan transformed into his ultimate form, that's when he really went off. It was like, yeah, that's the Gohan I miss. Like, Piccolo even, like, yes, Gohan is back. And also, uh, Boma is in this film as well. She is funny as shit, yo. She is really all about herself. Like, come on, this is typical Boma. And I um, enjoy that about her. It had a lot of humor. Also, Goten and Trunks are in this film, right? But they have all grown up. Now they're teenagers. It's about damn time. Because, like, the major complaints from the Dragon Ball community is that Goten and Trunks are, like, like in the super arc. They are, like, let's see, maybe 11, 12 years old. But they still look like they're 6 and uh, 8 or whatever. How old they were. I think they were 7 and 8. When they first appeared in the boot arc, right? As kids. But, like, they were still the same size and super. Now, they're young men. And I like how they made that quick cameo. Like, when they first got there. Like, to help out Gohan and Piccolo. And also, Krillin is in this film. Android 18 is in this film. And they are trying to... uh gather up to beat the ultimate android right um and and it turns out to be cell max and cell max is not like um he's not the old cell he's more like a new cell but more powerful he's like the uh he's like in this large megazord godzilla uh size of a character and that's trying to destroy things right but, uh, you know, um, I felt like, of course, it's like the second form of Cell when he's like overly sized is what I'm trying to say. Um, also, like they're all trying to get together to beat this guy. And 
Um, even Gold Tanks even fused to the uh, even Gold in the trunks fused to Gold Tanks to the fat Gold Tanks, which I kind of find funny. And like he had like a funny role as far as like um, when he was uh, trying to attack Saul Max. I thought that was funny, but um, man, it was so dope uh, how they had Saul Max. But just imagine if he was perfect. I was like, yo, if they had a Cell Max that's perfect, like, whoa, that would be crazy in this film, man. And, like, but the moment, for real, in this film was when Gohan got his new form, right? And I love what they did. Like, it's like, I'll say this, too. This is probably the best Gohan arc. Other than the Cell games, where he went Super Saiyan 2 and he kicked ass throughout their whole entire fight. But this one, man, you can make an argument. Because, like, once he went um, Gohan Beast, I think that's the form that what they're calling it is Gohan Beast or Beast Gohan. He has this white head with red eyes. I was like, bro, this is better than Ultra Instinct, yeah. Like, just imagine... If Gohan really, really trained, like, consistently, I feel like him and Frieza are, like, the ones that have the most potential in, like, all the series besides Broly and Jiren. It's Gohan, um, Frieza, Jiren, and uh, Broly, but... If Gohan regularly trained on the daily basis, like, yo, free, um, Vegeta and Goku would not keep up. And in this film, I love how he would just dominate and sell Max. And, like, he hit him with a final blow. I was like, yo, that's the Gohan we need, man. And, like, if he's... I said this before on the previous podcast. If Gohan gets trained... By Whis or Beerus or you know what I'm saying? Like even like Akai, he will be that nigga. You know what I'm saying? He already is that nigga. And like the movie ends. Also, I forgot to mention uh Goku and uh Vegeta. They're in the film, they're in this film, but they're training on like Weiss's planet, and they also bring along Broly, which I thought was pretty cool, and like Beerus, right? He is the same, you know, typical Barris and like um he looks at like there's a scene where he does it with like uh he interacts with like Chi-Lai. I thought that was very funny. I thought that was hilarious. Man, but overall I love this movie. Like the CGI for this film were great. The graphics, the animation was just fantastic. It's um, I would say it's similar. Yeah, nah, nah. It's better than the um, than the it, it, the animation is better than the Broly film, the the super uh Broly film. But um, it was like three D cut in a way, but it was great, and like um, the transformations were great. Um, Piccolo has a transformation that you know that was pretty dope in this film. I give this movie let's see if i have to rank it as far as like 
the best, like, that's like, falls like the best Dragon Ball films, this probably will be number one. Like, slightly beating out the uh, last one with Broly. Like, if I had like a top five, I'd probably put this at number one. Number two would be the Broly film. Number three would be Fusion Reborn. Number four would be the Battle of Gods film. And number five, I, oh, shoot, because they have a lot of films. The number five slot will probably be, oh, shoot, maybe cooler or, um, that's really hard because there's so many films that they have done in the past. But, like, this is up there. And, like, that voice acting was great. Um, Christopher Sabbath as Piccolo was great. Oh, man. Like, it was... I had a blast. So, I'll give this movie a 10 out of 10. And if you are a Gohan fan, you will love this. If you are a Piccolo fan, you will love this. And, like, man, like, hopefully Gohan will get a, um, a arc of his, um, own from, like, from now on. Like, hey, like, put him, push him to, like, the main front with Goku and Vegeta. And, like, maybe, you know, like I said, like, give him his own arc where he could just be a badass. Because, like, just imagine he had this form in the Tournament of Power. Oh, my God. Jared would not stand. Um, they would Universe Seven will unanimously win that whole arc without you know even trying. Since Gohan will be like, just imagine you would have had that uh, form. But yeah, I give this movie a ten out of ten. And guys, go see it. I mean it. And like I forgot to mention that. In the box office, the box office numbers, this did pretty well. This came out number one in the U.S. It did $20 million. And worldwide, I looked at it, it's like it did uh, $56 million worldwide. Not bad for an anime, uh, animation film, right, that was like, you know, produced in Japan. But it was poorly marketed in the U.S., and I do not know why. Like, it could have, you know, did more. But this um, movie has a lot of replay value. And like I said, I'm going to go see it again. And I'm going to buy it, like, maybe when it comes out on Blu-ray or buy, like, on my uh, PlayStation uh, 5. Like, you know, just stream it. But, um, yeah, I will be right back. I'm going to take a brief intermission. And that was my review of the latest Dragon Ball film. And please go see it, people. If you are a Dragon Ball fan... And you are a Gohan fan, and you were raised on Toonami, just like me, a 90s kid that was on Dragon Ball for the longest, and you're waiting for Gohan Justice, you know, to be like, you know, him for being that guy again. This is the movie for you. But I'm going to take a brief intermission now. We'll talk about Tekken in the next segment. Y'all stay tuned. Yeah, no bad energy. Blackout. Just buy with anybody Negativity, bro, don't bring that to the party Shorty over there, got a nice body Grinding up on me, yo, she a hottie So, uh, no bad energy Ain't got time to be thinking about my enemies Nah, no bad energy Just vibing, chilling with my whole team 
No bad energy. Yeah. No bad energy. Guess who was that? Wittiness so clever. J to the Swizzy. Who could do it better? It's a new era. Look around, but your errors. She walking dead. Welcome back to the Free Spare Podcast, people. It is your man, Jay Swan. Jay Swizzy getting busy on the Free Spare Podcast. And now we got to talk about it, man. Tekken came out last week, last Thursday. And man, yo. I was like my um I was so hyped for this for real man cuz like Tekken is one of my favorite fighting game series besides Mortal Kombat and man like it was so it, like I remember when I first played Tekken it was the very first one that came out in 95 on the PlayStation and you know I've been a fan Ever since, like, Tekken 2, Tekken 3, Tekken 4, Tekken Tag Tournament. And this one right here, like, this uh, Netflix series, I was like, yo, I was so hyped about this one, man, for real. Like, they showed trailers of this in, like, April or March, one of those um, months. And I was like, oh, shit. They really about to do it. And, like, um, they did a movie. Like, maybe they came out, like, around 97, an animated film. And I watched it. I was like, yo, this is so hard, yo. Like, yo. The live action film sucked. I'm not going to fuck. The live action film sucked. But, um, for this one, this had, uh, a whole lot going on in a good way. So, this is based around Jin's story. So this took after right, let's see, right after Tekken 2. This is like a prequel to Tekken 3. And this is based off of Tekken 3, right? If you play the Tekken series, like you will understand the story. You will get it. Like it's a great adaptation of the story, right? And they did everything right for this, right? So what they did, okay. So I said this is based around Jen, right? He's a teenager. He's 15 years old, living with his mom, Jun Kazama. She's teaching him how to, you know, be, have emotional control, right? Be the bigger man. Teach him the same thing, like what was it off of? the Bruce Lee film, Enter the Dragon, when he said, the art of fighting without fighting, right? And uh, he beat some bullies up, right, on, like, the first episode. And then she was like, uh, that's not the way, Jen. And, like, you know, she's giving her, like, philosophy on, like, how to be a better fighter, be better mentally. Then she... Jen get attacked by, you know, Ogre, right? And I love what they did that because, like, it was based off the video game because that's what really happened. Because, like, I know the story so well. So, Jun gets attacked by Ogre. She supposedly dies. Like, but the Tekken, you know, fan base knows, like, she's not dead. I don't believe she's dead at all. But 
before she uh, disappears, she tells Jen, like, if anything ever happens to me, go to your grandfather, Heihachi Mishima, right? And also, I forgot to mention, Jen asked about where's his father, and his father is Kazuya Mishima. And immediately, Jen just brushes us off. I'm like, yo, and Kazuya made some cameos, but, like, this are, like, you know, memories from, like, Heihachi and some of the characters from uh, Tekken, right? So, like, in the next previous, like, the next episodes, like, Jen goes see Heihachi, he tells him his story, and... Next thing you know, Heihachi trains Jin for like the next four years to master the Mish, uh, the Mishima's art style of fighting, right? And like you're gonna see characters like King in this movie, not movie. You're gonna see in the series, you're gonna see King, you're gonna see Paul. I wish they would have had Law in this one, like make a cameo like Force Law um, or Martial Law. But Nina makes a cameo, and Jen's girlfriend, I think, is Lee Shayu. I think that's her name. She's in this one, and Haram. And I'm going to tell you about the fight scenes, too. The fight scenes were great. Like, it really, like, the fighting scenes in this series, right, it's, um, how can I describe it? It's more, it's like, I don't want, saying this, per. okay, okay. I'll say it. I'm not going to hold my tongue, right? Like, the fighting scenes in this uh, one are, like, so accurate of the video game perfectly. Like, um, I think King, as far as, like, the fight scenes were, like, my favorite because that's how King actually is. Like, he is a wrestler, so many moves like you know that one move where he just grabs you and puts you on his back and then like you want to add that's in that's in that one um Lee Shaoyu she had a couple of moves that I like like it was so accurate to the uh actual Tekken 3 right and um also what Heihachi is trying to do is like it is, and I keep saying film. It's not a movie, but it felt like a movie. And by the way, like the uh, um, the episodes are like 25, 30 minutes long. It took me like two hours to actually complete the series, right? That's like my only thing about the uh, about the series that it was a little short, but you know, it is what it is. I'm pretty sure. That they are going to make more um, episodes. Like it has to be like a season two after this, because like I'm like people been giving like you know positive reviews for this Tekken series. But now on back to the story. Like Heihachi is teaching Jin like you got to lose like what your mother taught you. You got to forget everything you got to in order to be ogre. Because Jin's main thing is to get revenge on to Olga for what he did to his mother. And he uh, he fights through the tournament. Um, 
I believe, yeah, he does say, I think he fights Heihachi. He does. He beats Heihachi. And he fights Ogre, right? And man, Jin, Jin is my guy. Jin is my guy. Like, besides martial law, he's my guy. Like, he really kicked ass in this film, bro. He really did. Like, he had that one move. Um, cause like when you um, what is that? He has that spinning move. It's like a spinning uppercut. Same thing Kazuya does, and like in the um, like in the uh, Tekken game where he's like, oh, spinning around and like does an uppercut. Um, and it's like he has that red electricity. Once he punches, it's like yo, he's like that. He's that nigga. Like I said, he is that nigga. And, like, after he fights Ogre, he becomes, like, true Ogre, beats him again, then he disappeared. And next thing you know, Heihachi, if you pay attention, like, if you play Tekken 3, you know where this is going. So, like, um, Heihachi shoots him, next thing you know, he becomes the Devil Gen, right? The devil gen, right? Because he's born with the devil gene, just like his father, um, Kazuya. And like, man, I loved it, yo. I loved it. Bro. All I gotta say is like, man, they really did, like I said, they're the great adaptation for this, man. Cause like usually, um, When it comes to like video games, like what they did with Mortal Kombat, like the uh, last two um, films, like the animated films, like the first one with uh, Scorpion is the main, uh, when he was the main character, I didn't really like that because they had some stuff that was like inaccurate. And the next one up, the follower, where Liu Kang. Is like fighting Shao Kahn. Like, that's cool. Like, I thought that was all right. But, you know what I'm saying? They added, a, you know, some stuff that wasn't really needed. But for Tekken, this was, like, completely accurate, like I said. So, like, this, man, if you are a Tekken fan, you will really love this series. And, man, Jin really kicks ass. And, like, right after he beat Heihachi, he flies away. And, bro, this is going, like, towards, like, Tekken 4 where, yo, man, Tekken, I feel like Tekken's story is so, how can I describe it? The story, I feel like it has one of the best stories for a fighting game. To me, it's a better story than Street Fighter and up there with Mortal Kombat story-wise. But, man, I really enjoyed it. I give this... I give this a 10 out of 10. As far as, like, what they did. As far as, like, the um, fighting, the storyline. How every character in this one was, like, presented. Because this is, like, so, like, Tekken-like. You know what I'm saying? They really did everything how it was supposed to be. Right? But that is it, people. 
I'm wrapping up season one and season two will be coming out very soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's your boy Jay Swan. Y'all be safe and I'll talk to you soon.